Fillmore, let's cut the shit. This is a movie games podcast, so every second not spent playing movie games is a second wasted. Our contestants will be competing for points in several games. Whoever has the most at the end will be declared our winner. And remember, we don't say the word Goonies on this show. If you say the word Goonies at any point, I will deduct points. Our prize for today is a VHS cassette copy of When Harry Met Sally. Mm. Does that, does that strike head. your fancy? Mm. Today we have Brent. Say hello. Come to daddy. Come to daddy. Oh. Hi. Hello. hello, Brent. Kyle, say hello. Hello. This is your first time on the show. Are you excited? I'm very excited. I've never been on any sort of uh, multimedia before. So, Oh, wow. This is your first time on camera of any sort. Uh, or any sort of uh, audio device. Oh, perfect. Wow. So you've never been recorded once in your life at any point, even as a child. There's no home movies, anything like that. Um, there there might have been an ultrasound picture, but that was not my fault. And that's about it. <laughs> and Scott, say hello. Hi, I'm Scott Pisces. <laughs> Our icebreaker question for today is, what is your favorite use of music in a movie? Um, I'll start. Uh, I'm, I'm really into uh, musical scores. And although I have other favorite uh, composers altogether, Thomas Newman seems to really know how to set the mood. He did such movies as American Beauty and uh, Shawshank Redemption. Yeah, all good use of score. Mm-hmm. Scott, what do you think? Well, that's a good one. And I mean, I'm kind of a, uh, I'm a little bit older, but age doesn't matter. Uh, I always kind of enjoy Johnny Greenwood's uh, stuff with uh, P.T. Anderson. I think he can make oh, a yeah, nice score yeah. that goes through, you know, like there, you know, there might be blood and he's done, you know, others. So I mean, you, you like that nice collaboration? Little, I, it seems yes, like that's all he uses. I listen to movies without sound. See, so only silent movies that. and on mute. Subtitles. Brent, where are you? <laughs> what you is like your location? <laughs> I see you've scrawled Fillmore on the wall. I cannot what? divulge where I'm at. This game is called Number Feud. This game is Number Feud. You'll each take turns guessing both the production budget and the worldwide gross income of popular films. Whoever is closest to the actual number without going over will receive one point each. We follow Price is Right rules. All right, Scott, do you want a film from 1991 or 1995? 91. 91. The film is Cape Fear. How much do you think it costs to make Cape Fear, Scott? 23 million. 23 million dollars. Brent, what do you think? Do 44. Kyle, what do you think? Cape Fear. How much did that cost? 22 million. Oh, undercut, undercut. Million. Undercut, Scott. Scott still gets the point. The budget was $35 million. Brent went over. Scott gets yes. his first point. All right, Kyle, how much do you think Cape Fear made in the world? Uh, I think Cape Fear made, I'm not really good at these type of numbers. I'm going to say uh, $80 million. $80 million. Brent, what do you think? How much do you think Cape Fear made? Mm. I'm going to go oh, 70 Seventy million dollars, Scott. What do you think? Mm. Got eighty on the table. Yeah. Got seventy on the table. It it cost thirty five million. I, I know they got to make budget, but if I remember correctly, back then the movie came out and it was kind of like there was a little bit. I'm gonna say forty seven million. Forty seven million dollars, Scott says. 
The answer is 182, so Kyle gets a point. Jeez, it made that much. Yeah. Great. $102 million in 1991, that's a lot of money. I wanted to say 100 but I thought it'd be yeah, over. You should have. You should have won $100. All right, Brent, do you want to film from 1995 or 1969? 95. 1995. Your film is Waterworld. Now, I assume you know a lot about Waterworld. Yeah, quite Seen a bit. It. I saw it in theaters. You saw Waterworld in theaters. Wow. With yeah, anybody? Was it a date? <clears throat> no, I was with my dad, I believe. So it wasn't a date. Well, we hope I mean, we hope it's not a <laughs> what what do you think is hundred a hundred and twenty million a hundred and twenty million dollars for Waterworld Brent says Kyle what do you say um <clears throat> I'm gonna go with nine uh, I really think it's even a hundred uh, but I'm gonna go with uh 121 121 cut stole my number Scott what do you think now, what was the question one more time? I'm sorry. <laughs> Waterworld. How much did it cost? How much did it cost? How much it made? How much did it cost? Four hundred million dollars. Do you think it cost four hundred million dollars to make Waterworld? <laughs> to it, make? Made a, it cost a lot. It was a flop. No, can I regress? Can no, I regress? You on said this you one? said you said right, four hundred. Yeah, I'm fine. I'm I'm fine. Let's let's roll with it. Kyle gets the point. It was one hundred seventy-five million dollars. Yeah, oh, but shit. it it never made its money though. Well, that's the next now, question, Scott. How much do you think Waterworld took in theatrically across the entire what, globe? What was it again? It was 175 million. Oh man, to make it, it was ridiculous. I didn't think yeah. it was that ridiculous. Is Scott, this domestic or is it it's dom this is globally, or all, or, oh globally, yeah, it was worldwide. a big it was a big flop. Um So, what are you saying? It it, it did all right overseas, didn't it? Oh, it may have 80 million. 80 million. 80, and I'm being 80. and I'm being generous. Okay. Brent, what do you think? I'm going to go down. I'm going to say, I think it was like 55, 55 million. 55 I think you're right on that. million dollars. Kyle, what do you say? Now, you do know the rules to Price is Right, correct? Well, you already used yeah. it once. 85 million. Kyle says $85 million, and he gets the yeah. point. It was $264 <clears throat> million. It made that much. Yeah, $264 million in the, the entire world off a $175 million budget. Wow. God. Yes. Kyle, do you want a film from 1969 or 1989? 89. 1989. Your film is When Harry Met Sally, the VHS cassette that we're trying to play for today. I haven't seen it. How much do you think it, how much do you think it costs to make? Uh, that probably costs $100, $100 million, Sorry, $100 million. $100 million. Brent, what do you say? When Harry Met Sally. Mm. Had to get Harry and Sally. That's the porno. <laughs> we'll do uh, two two different versions. I'm gonna go with eight hundred thousand. Eight hundred thousand oh, dollars, Scott. What do you say? I got, I got it. I got this in the bag. Twelve million. Twelve million dollars. It took sixteen million dollars to make when Harry met Sally. So Scott gets a point. Thank you. I underestimated Harry yeah. and Sally. Hundred million dollars to make that thing? God! All right, Scott. How I much you think it made? They were you were, you, you, you were, I think you I were thinking you had how much. You've never. You. It's the. It's the ultimate rom com. I assume they meet. Somebody do the. Uh, somebody do the diner scene. I'll have what she's having. Is that from Harry Met Sally? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
I'll have what she's having when she fakes yeah. the orgasm at the table. Yeah, that's that's when yeah. Aaron Natale. Wait, that's that what that movie's about? These two people. Fake orgasms. Who is yeah. even in that movie? Billy Crystal Mom. and Meg Ryan. And Ryan. Scott, how much did it make in the world? This is called a sleeper hit. So uh, what happened was it was shot and made for like low amount, but it made a ton of money. How Worldwide. much was that? Stop vamping. I need a number. <laughs> $140 hmm. million. $140 million. Brent, what do you say? I think it, I'm going to go $200 million. $200 million. Kyle, how much do you think when Harry met Sally grossed in the entire world? A buck. One dollar. It's going low. Kyle gets the point. It was $93 million. God. Good job, Kyle. I right. do know the Price is Right rules. I, yeah. Yeah. I may not have seen the movie. Hey, you might be the only contestant thus far that plays according to those rules. So that's why you're racking up the points. I bid on Price is Right. Tell us your Price is Right story, Scott. No, take too Did much. Did you sneak in? No. All right, fine. No, I, I, I was in line. Too I was much in line. time or not enough? Ten hour, I had to wait in line for about 10 hours. Yeah, that's what happened when I went to Conan O'Brien's show and Jerry Springer. Yeah, that's, you had to wait in line for ten point. hours. That's what happened when I went to County. <laughs> oh, oh. Right. we're gonna do one more of these number feuds. Kyle, how much did War of the Worlds cost? Which one? Which, which one? Two thousand five. Tom Cruise, Steven Spielberg, Dakota Fanning. Oh, Tim I'm Robbins. sure they found a lot of places to put that money. I'm gonna say two hundred million dollars. Two hundred million dollars, Brent. What do you say? I'm going to do 170. 170 million? Mm, Correct, yeah. million. All right. Yep. Scott, what do you say? War of the Worlds. 180 million. 180 million. Everybody went over. It was 132 million. No points. <laughs> Can I get one fucking point during this fucking thing? Well, here's your chance. Brent, how much did it make? I 200 million. 200 million dollars. Kyle, what do you say? I'm going to say 100 million. That had a pretty big box off. Million. Scott, what do you say? 480 million. 480 million dollars. War of the Worlds in 2005 made 604 million dollars. So Scott gets a point. I don't ever see that in theater. It is a waste of fucking time. I saw that in the theater three times. I love the ending was just, oh, they all got sick. Uh, Time to go home. But I love the Morgan Freeman voiceover. At the beginning, we are all amoebas at one time. Go ahead. Kyle has four points. Scott has three. Brett has zero. Zero points. Oh, no. Goose egg. This game is called High Low. In this game, you'll either be guessing whether the average rating for a film on Letterboxd is higher or lower than 3.5 stars. You'll each have a chance to oh. guess, and you could each receive points for each film. 3.5 stars is the line for every question. So these are nerd ratings, not yeah, nerd uh, ratings. Yeah, I mean, Letterbox is a little bit more mainstream than just nerds. I feel like there's um, there's a lot yeah, of actually, rotten tomatoes. Do you remember potatoes. someone telling me about it's not as professional as Rotten Tomatoes? But all right, the first film is two thousand from two thousand three X two, X Men two. Scott, do you think it's higher or lower than three point five stars? I've never seen any Marvel or DC movies in that while. Everybody, you're like, oh, you're chastised. Well, I will say uh, on other on other episodes of this podcast, you have said that you've watched DC movies because you've talked about Batman movies. I've seen so. Superman and Batman and movies. Batman, but so all these other lied. guys. Those are all is X two. Is, is X two reads? What is X two? Who's give me who's like the main character in X two? Patrick Stewart, Wolverine. Oh Hugh, no, I Hugh like Jackman. him. 
Um, yeah. I'll give it. Uh, I'm gonna go uh, a thumbs down, thumbs down on the three five. Three Brent, five. What do you say? I think it's lower. Kyle, what do you say? Lower or higher? Lower. Everybody gets a point. It was lower. Three point yes. four stars. No nerd would ever be satisfied with any superhero movie, and rightfully so. Nope. Three point four is still pretty high. Expect anything other than be a very popular podcast. <laughs> all, all, the, all, they, all they want, all they want is Batman and Superman to officially get married. Now I'll make them all. Happy. I, I'm game for that. Batman, very Superman. Well, see, see what I'm saying. See what I'm saying. Is that canon? I'm unaware of. Yeah. About? Who would you cast as Batman and Superman in that movie? Uh, if they got married. Yeah. Oh God! I mean, we got to go like now, or just if anybody, I'd probably Jet go now. with. Uh, Let's do now. Uh, I'd go with Batman. I'd go with that uh, Jared Lee. Uh, I don't know. I don't know any of these people. I would not know. Superman would always be to me Christopher Reeve. He might be able to. Is he still? Oh, he passed. He passed. Yeah, he passed. John Lithgow. John Lithgow. Oh, that'd be a who? good one. Is which one? As Superman? Yes. Or as Batman? Lithgow is Superman. Okay, so French Stewart is Batman. That's <laughs> John Candy. And that'd be nice. Yeah. Is this a point game or? <laughs> 1997, the film is Face Off. Kyle, do you think it's lower or higher than 3.5 stars? Is it out of four stars? It's out of five. Oh, um, I'm going to say higher. Higher? Yeah. yeah. Brent, what do you higher. say? Higher. Higher? Scott, what do you say? I'll go against the grain. Lower. It was lower. 3.4. Scott gets the point. Oh, come on. Another I haven't trick. seen it, but I assume... Good movie, though. 3.4s. I enjoy that They're movie. making... They're making a sequel. Are they? I've heard. Yep. Was it Nicolas Cage and John Travolta? Same people. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Another Turns comic right book again. movie, 2017, Wonder Woman, starring Gal Gadot. Brent, do you think <sighs> it's higher or lower than 3.5 stars? Higher. Higher? Scott, what do you say? Most when everybody's like, oh, we love superheroes. I'll go higher. Higher? Kyle, what do you say? I'll go, I'll go wait, lower. hold on, wait, stop, wait. Is it one or two? The sequel or the first? It's the first one. I'll go higher. 3.4, Kyle gets the point. God. This was the movie where they were like, finally, a woman right. was leading an action movie when there's been about 20 movies where... Jamie Summers, Bionic Woman, Kiss I mean, Terminator, uh, Jamie Summers. I think it was Jamie, a superhero. Uh, the first alien superhero movie. Is Bionic Woman? Come on now. Yeah. Oh, yeah, this film's from 1999, The Mummy, starring Brendan Fraser. Scott, do you think it's lower or higher than 3.5? That one tanked so you're saying lower yep brent what do you say lower higher. Or higher higher kyle what do you say i'm gonna go higher too H- higher it was 3.4 scott gets another point ah see i well it's just an awful movie i mean come on well yeah overall it was but it was a classic yeah, you know Tom, Cru- Tom, Tom Cruise. An interesting fact: he tried, he bought that Universal whole thing, the Universal monster thing. They tried to make that work, and that tanked. Right? Yeah, yeah, that one was awful. The uh, the other one. With but the I mean, you, you put Tom Cruise anything now, and I'm sure it's going to be this guaranteed gold. He could be Frankenstein right, yeah, after Maverick. If you yeah, wanted to could, Tom Cruise is Frankenstein. Down with anything, that. anything, yeah. anything. Okay, this film from 2018, Bohemian Rhapsody, the Queen biopic. Kyle, do you think it's higher or lower than 3.5? Nerds love Queen, and I love Queen. I would say higher. Higher? Brent, what do you say? Higher. Scott, what do you say? Higher. Higher? No points, 3.4. You guys should have caught on. Every single one of those movies was 3.4 stars. You're 
you're, you're just making these numbers up. I think I'm gonna. Look, I don't. I never heard of these guys. They were all three point four today. You guys. I don't. I don't think you did that on purpose. Out of that game, Kyle has six points. Scott has six points. Brent has one point. Doing better. Right. Still anybody's game. Yeah, Deb, doing better than the last time. How many this, times has Brent been on this show? This is like his third Nine. Year. Yeah, he's been on a lot of them. Well, see, that's a problem. He has nothing to lose. <laughs> he's won we'll two so back. far. And I have no shame. This game is called Multiverse Theater. This game is called Multiverse Theater. I'm going to give you a rundown on a film that was almost made, including plot, potential cast, and why it didn't get made. Some of these films are real tales from development hell. Others are 100% bullshit made up by me. Mm. It's up to you to figure out which ones are real and which ones I made up. Let me get, let me get my bullshit shoes on. Hold on. Right. I got to change real quick. All right, here we go. In 2006. Day in the neighborhood. In 2006, Ridley Scott and Russell Crowe approached musician Nick Cave to draft a screenplay for Gladiator 2, a sequel to their original 2000 film Gladiator. Crowe devised a way to include his character Maximus Meridius after researching Roman beliefs of the afterlife. Cave's screenplay focused on pagan gods sending Maximus back to Earth from purgatory in order to assassinate Jesus Christ, who had been siphoning off power from the elder gods. Once he kills Christ, he finds out that he's been tricked by the gods and that Jesus was actually... Maximus's son. He becomes enraged and stays on Earth, playing a hand in every major conflict throughout the rest of human history, including both world wars, Vietnam, and the Gulf War. The film would have ended with him as a high-ranking general in the Pentagon. The film was set to be called Christ Killer. Only Russell Crowe would have returned from the original. The film never got far enough to start casting. Despite Scott and Crowe's love for the script, the studio obviously wasn't a fan of the subject matter. The film was canceled, and a new version is currently in pre-production. No word on the new plot. Scott, do you think that movie is fake or real? Well, if it is fake, if you wrote that, that's brilliant. Man. So you're going to say real? Heard, no, I'm saying that's fake as all get out. It's fake? Okay. Yep. Brent, what do you think? Fake or real? Fake. Fake? No. And Kyle, what do you think? Fake. Fake? That is a 100% real project that was almost Bull crap. Yeah. yeah, Nick Cave. You can read sections of the Nick Cave screenplay online, and it's a wild one. No points. I'm just surprised Russell Crowe would push for something like yeah. that. Yeah, he, uh, he, like, started the concept from what I was able to gather. Like, he's the one that came up with the initial premise for it and everything. But So, yeah. so why, why it was never greenlit or whatever they yeah, call it? Yeah, because once they once he wrote the screenplay, the studio read it and was like, no, yeah, we're not, we're not yeah, doing that. We're not going like to have a, you. Yeah. We're not going to kill Jesus. Yeah, we're not going to no. kill Jesus. Yeah. yeah, no, we already did that in a few movies. Right. Who's Jesus? John Jeff Turturro. Bridges. Jeff Bridges would be a great Jesus. Oh, Jeff. he's. I know. He probably knows that. He's probably like waiting if that would have happened. Been like, yeah, well, I'm yeah, waiting. He'd do it. Yeah. I, I think there would have been age difference there, though. Yeah, I think he's older than Russell Crowe. But anyway, all right, how, on to our next how, one. How, how, how old is Jesus? I know he was 33 when he died. God. <laughs> Son Welcome of a the Bible War. <laughs> Son of a carpenter. All right, here's the next one. In the early 1990s, you may remember that everyone and their mother was clamoring for a sequel to the 1987 film Good Morning Vietnam. Fans almost got their wish. In 1990, pre-production work began on a sequel to the Robin Williams' Barry Levinson film. Mark Frost, known primarily for co-creating the hit television series Twin Peaks, wrote the screenplay. 
Robin Williams' character Adrian Cronauer has since returned to the United States after a stint in the war and finds himself in 1968 Chicago during the Democratic National Convention riots. He once again takes to the airwaves to help the citizens of Chicago through the violent week. Robin Williams was set to return, as was director Barry Levinson. The film was canceled due to disagreements between Robin, Barry, and the Walt Disney Company over the film's direction. Kyle, do you think that movie is fake or real? Real or fake? Fake. Fake. Fake? Scott, what do you say? Real or fake? Man, it's a doozy. Oh, pardon the pun. What? There's no what pun? There's no pun. <laughs> no, I said, man, that's a do. I said, man, that's Don't a doozy. Okay. Real or fake, Scott? That's real. Real? Scott says real. Brent, what do you yeah. say? I'll go real. Real? Mm. That is real. Brent and Scott both get points. God damn it. Yeah. They were going to really try to make that movie, which is a, it's a strange one, isn't it? But I that think I honestly. Sense. I mean, it does. It's kind of like Forrest Gump meets uh, Mork and Mindy. Yeah. Right. Him running around in Chicago. I mean, what, would, what would the title have been? Good Morning Chicago. Good Morning Chicago. Yeah, so it's only going to be a sequel because Robin Williams would have been reprising his role, which is what yeah, a sequel he, is, right? He's working at a radio station, but I wouldn't still around. be involved with Vietnam, right? No, yeah, which well, Vietnam is like, yeah, he Vietnam's done. He goes back to Chicago. It's like so. I mean, I don't know. It's hard pressed to really consider that a sequel, what? in my eyes, just <laughs> because it's way? the same character. Because considering the movie was more about Vietnam than it was, no, no, Mark I'm sorry, he, he'd be he'd be playing the same character. <clears throat> If okay. he's the same character and it's the same universe, it's a sequel, regardless of if you think it's worthy of All right, being I, one. I, if you agree with Brent, please message us on Twitter. We'd love to hear from you. All right. Uh, that was a strange, but I think we have an even stranger one for our third. Twitter. And here we go. Have you ever seen the film yeah. 10 Things I Hate About You? There's almost no. a very different. Yes. <laughs> I wouldn't even know almost, what this is. There's almost a very different quasi sequel to the film 10 Things <laughs> I Hate About Okay, so can we go back and call that a quasi-sequel then? It's not a quasi-sequel. That's an actual sequel. This is a quasi-sequel because it has nothing to do with the original characters, the original sake. Let me finish. Ten Things I Hate About Life was written and set to be directed by the 90s film original director and would have followed a man and woman who fall in love while both simultaneously attempting suicide. The screenplay begins with with both determined to take their own lives at a scenic cliff overlooking the ocean. The man yes. holds a gun to his head as the woman drives off the cliff, only for the woman to survive the suicide attempt and then ask to use the man's gun once he is done with it. Talk about a meet-cute. They eventually fall in <laughs> love and find a reason to live in each other. Yeah, Evan Rachel Wood was cast as the woman. Filming even began in 2012, but was put on hold when Wood became pregnant. She was sued for breach of contract, and the film was never resumed. Brent, is that real or fake? Fake. Brent says fake. Scott, what do you say? Real. Scott says real. Kyle, what do you say? Fake. Scott gets a point. It was a real movie. There's hey even man, aren't you going to make anything up? Dude? Absolute insanity. Where do you dig up these insane? Like what barrel are you scraping here? This game is called by any other name. This game is called by any other name. For this game, I'll be detailing an entire plot to you, and you'll have to guess which film I'm describing. Sounds easy, right? Well, not quite, guys. I will transpose the character's name with a different character that the actor has also portrayed. So if I was trying to describe American Psycho, I could say Gore the God Butcher tries to keep his sanity and status in 1980s New York while the Green Goblin tries to put him behind bars. Terrible these. 2015, Kyle Reese and maybe Fumke front a punk band that tries to take down a Nazi ring run by Captain Picard. Green Room. 
That's correct. Green Room. Frank is the point. Green Room is correct. What the hell is that? I don't know. It's a movie where Patrick Stewart it runs a neo-Nazi ring and a punk band comes to play at their compound and shit gets nuts. Hmm. Oh, good movie. It's a good movie. This film is from 2007. The rancher, Patrick Bateman, tries to deliver the criminal Maximus Meridius to his fate. The rancher... Incorrect. The rancher, Patrick Bateman, tries to deliver the criminal Maximus Meridius to his fate. Gladiator? Oh, um... Batman. Batman. Incorrect. No, it's, um... Who sh- uh, Jesse James. Nope. Incorrect. Who framed Jessica Rabbit? Incorrect. Patrick Bateman? The rancher oh, Patrick uh, Bateman. Mm. I don't know. Who Tip, 310 to Yuma. That's correct. Frank is the point. God, that's three, a great movie. Damn it. 310 to Yuma. What was that? 2007. I've never heard of Oh, that's a good wow. one, too. Wow. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's a good job. One. Good job. Good job. Good job, Brent. That's All right. Good. This film is good from man. 1997. To protect a small New Jersey town, Rocky Balboa must team up with Travis Bickle and Henry Hill. Rocky, whatever, five, ten. Incorrect. To protect a small New Jersey town, Rocky Balboa Copland. must team up with Travis Yeah, that's correct. Scott it gets the point. It was Copland. Copland. I wanted to say Cocktown. I couldn't. Goddamn Manchester it. by the Sea. Cocktown. That's the other version. That's the other version. <laughs> that's the sequel. Oh, yeah. He's going so well. You guys have gotten three out of three so far, so let's keep going. This film's from 1986. Rick Vaughn finds himself caught up between his two commanding officers, James Longstreet and Max Schreck. Saw Guerrera and John Dillinger also appear. Um, Tombstone. Incorrect. Young Guns. Incorrect. Rick Vaughn finds himself caught up between his two commanding officers, James Longstreet and Max Platoon. Schreck. Pl- Platoon is correct. Scott gets the point. Men at work. No, men at work is incorrect. <laughs> you know, we we're about to have a men at work rule too. How? How many times does we that are, come up? We are men, men at work. work. We're working at work. right now. Yep. All right. This what is, is men from, at work? The band? Right. Yeah. The the movie. Charlie Sheen, this, Emilio Estevez. Oh uh, yeah. Garbage men. Yeah. That was a good <laughs> yeah. one. All right. This film's from 2009. I want you guys and all. And there's the sequel, right? Repo Men. It's not that it came out before it, but it okay. could have been. It could have been one. Someone explain what a sequel is to Brent. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Brent, what is a sequel? And just give me a basic definition of what you consider a sequel to be. Uh, a second movie in a series of movies. Okay. Right. No. All right. This film is from 2009. I want you guys all to pay attention. All right. George W. Bush, Zaffo Beeblebrox, and Chuck Barris unravel a conspiracy in a remote location. George Three Kings. W- Jamie, or, uh, incorrect. Uh, confessions, of the, uh, confessions of a Dangerous Mind. You're on the right track, Scott. George W. Bush, Zaffo Beeblebrox, and Chuck Barris unravel a conspiracy in a remote location. Oh, God. It's, I, I'm seeing it, too. Oh, Deliverance. Incorrect. No. George W. Bush, Zaffo Beeblebrox, and That's Josh Chuck Brolin. That's Josh Brolin. Who is? On the first, right? That's uh, Josh Brolin on the yeah, Bush, I right? I think you might be a little confused, Scott. He did play George W. Bush, maybe not the one that we're talking about. George W. Bush, Zaffo Beeblebrox, and Chuck Barris unravel a conspiracy in a remote location. Any answers? 
That film is Moon. They're all played by Sam Rockwell. Oh, God. Good one. That's a pretty good movie. Directed by David Bowie's son. But it was very, it was kind of uh, the, it was kind of a 2001 knockoff in a way with the machine, you know, the, how they got and just to the end because it's in space. You think like how? No, space like, it was like a how? No, like the thing. Oh, was yeah, like, yeah. Played by Kevin Spacey, who we don't talk about. Yep. Well, he's still around. He's making, he's made what's a lot favorite, of good movies. What's your favorite Kevin Spacey movie, guys? K Pax. P- pay it forward. The life of David Gale. Usual suspects. I wasn't expecting such an outpouring of support for Kevin Spacey at this. I'm just naming movies. Do not don't lock <laughs> me in. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> this game is called Keywords. Our next game is Keywords. On IMDb, they have a list of keywords for every movie. Basically little identifiable things that range from very vague or very specific. So I'm going to start reading keywords for a movie that will get more specific as they go on. And you yell out whatever movie you think it is. This film is from 2017. Shaved Head. Real Estate Agent. Model home, backing out. American History X. Target store, syphilis, high school reunion, limping woman. Romy Michelle. Title spoken by character, poverty, futuristic city, animal experimentation. Demolition man. Dentist. Blade Runner. <laughs> Novocaine. Shaving someone's eyebrows. Little Shop of Horrors. Gated community. Sopranos. Gated community. Hard uh, hat. Full metal jacket. Over the, edge. Over the edge. Over the edge. Hard hat. Model home. Slum. Economics. Man, what section of family video do you guys go to? <laughs> Amputee. <Yeah. laughs> Divorce. What year? What year Miniaturization. 2017. Oh, uh, minimize me. Honey, I blew the. Honey, I. Uh, no. Downsizing. That's correct. Scott gets the point. It was downsizing. Yep. I, th- I said man. never heard of. You guys are talking a lot, but welcome to Keywords, our next game. This is from a film from 1994. Death Metal, Chloroform, Landlord, Professional Sports, Happy Wheel- Gilmore, Wheelchair, Newspaper Headline, Chevrolet Motor Vehicle, Dodgeball, direct- Directorial Debut, Eccentric Man, Obscene Finger Gesture. The jerk. Crossdresser. Male objectification. Childish, be- childish behavior. Mascot. Ace Ventura. Ace Ventura. I need a full title. Ace Ventura. Ace Ventura. Ventura. Detective. Detective. Scott gets it. I want to do a replay. We got to. Yeah, I think. <laughs> no, yeah. Yeah. All right. That was close. Right. Yeah, it, it was too close. Scott, I'm going to take that point away from you. You're in the lead anyway. All right. So. All right. Ace Ventura is our common denominator of all three of us. Never seen it. You've, never you're seen such it. a huge Jim Carrey fan. You're telling me you've never, never seen, seen it. Never seen it. There's, seen a, se- it. there's a sequel. Yeah. You've seen Ace Ventura yeah, when Nature Calls, though, right? Nope. They're both some of the best comedies ever made. This is from a oh, film from 1977. Rosemary's Baby. Cartoon on TV. Roger Matt. Rabbit. National uh, Film Registry, Hair Dryer, Driving Through a Fence, Fired from a Job. Who framed Roger Rabbit? Incorrect. Mailbox, Garbage Truck, Nervous Breakdown, Sign Language, Radio Telescope, Power Outage. Close Encounters of the Third Kind. That's correct. Scott gets a point. 
Good job, Scott. Scott's running away yeah. with it here. I wasn't expecting it, but honestly, Scott, you might be taking your home with your first VHS cassette. This film is from 1990. God. Can't wait. 1990. Mm-hmm. Woman fights woman. Psychotronic film. Thelma and Louise. Robot Jacks. Neo noir. Hostage. Undercover. Sin City. Incorrect. Fighting the system. Rebellion. Norma Ray. Ba- based on short story. What's <laughs> Norma Ray? Benjamin Human- Button. Incorrect. Human Shield. Secret Agent. Torture. Happy Ending. Zero Robot. Dark 30. No. Betrayal. Wisecrack Humor. One Against Many. Mercenary. Street Shootout. Double Cross. Futuristic. Doppelganger. Corporate crime. False memory. Uh, Eon Flux. Jingle all the way. Self-driving car. Ultraviolet. Mutant. Johnny Mnemonic. This element. Space Colony. Three-Breasted Woman. Mars. Total Recall. Total Recall. Damn it. Play the tape. I got that one. Brent got that point. You don't do the... The three boob lady in those I, keywords. I did. I did. Jesus, I said he said that was the last one. That was yeah. the last one he said. I was like, that piqued that piqued that piqued my interest. I was like, oh, I know. <laughs> three breasted woman Mars were the last two. Yep. I don't know why I've seen Total Recall so many times. Yeah. Have you ever but, seen the uh, the remake? I, I like breasts. If you did. I have not seen the remake. Well, yes, we all do. Ra- we raise all, your hand if you like breasts. Yeah, we all love breasts. Bre- we are Thanks, all pro breast here at Fillmore. Scott has twelve. Kyle has six. Brent has five. This game is called The Pitch. This is The Pitch. I'm going to give each contestant a brand new title of a movie, and they need to pitch a storyline that would match that title. Each contestant will be given a separate, different title. Who'd like to go first? Scott, you're going to go first. The name of your (laughs) film is Get Out of My Dreams. What would a film called Get Out of My Dreams look like? Get Out of My Dreams. Oh, boy. I mean, get out of my dreams. This would definitely be like a, a thriller type kind of film. Uh, it'd be Linda Blair having dreams about Billy Ocean because of the song Get Out of My Dreams. Oh, so get Billy Ocean car. is in this? Okay. Yeah. So she's having dreams about Billy Ocean and then the song Get Out of My Dreams, Get Into My Car. And then the car pulls up. It's Ryan Gosling in the car. Linda Blair gets into the car. They drive – uh, down the uh, open road, and what is then, what? Is, I'm um, sorry. What is Billy Ocean's role in the film? He just shows up for a minute, or well, the song "Get Out of he, My Dreams." He had yeah, a song called "Get Out of My Dreams," right? And that's why that's but, why I, I that's where I stole this line from. But you're saying he's in the movie? Yeah, he's kind of like the um, he's he plays the car, kind of like no, he's <laughs> telling the story about you know he's like a spirit. He plays the ocean. Oh, he's a <laughs> he's the spirit. Billy Ocean as the ocean, and then. And then Ryan Gosling, yeah, and then Ryan Gosling, he's driving around in the car again, doing that movie Drive, and then he runs into a whole bunch of characters, and they're all like, get out of my dreams, you're not that good looking, uh, we get it, <laughs> stuff like that, we we were forced to say that you were good looking, but you're really not, and then like he goes to the end, and he meets Billy Ocean, and they both take a boogie board and take off. I imagine this is a big hit to Ryan Gosling's self-esteem. It's just a movie full of people telling him that he's not. Well, not no, I mean, pe- people have ha- people have had to be convinced that he's a really good looking guy. He's really not. OK, Scott, your uh, the, your film Get Out of My Dreams stars Linda Blair as <laughs> <laughs> who's in love with Ryan Gosling. 
uh, and they're just driving up and down the coast and they're meeting fabulous people. Billy Ocean plays the ocean. And he talks to and they can be a spiritual guide. And narrating. And narrating. Did and they narrating. convince Linda Blair to not love him anymore? No, and then at the end, he shows up and says the song, Get Out of My Dream. And they're like, so the true essence of the story is Linda Blair is not persuaded by everyone telling Ryan Gosling he is no longer gaslighting him. Gaslighting yes, him. She loves Linda him anyway. Blair, Linda Blair has issues from previous. If she doesn't leave him. She still loves him forever. Loyal. Wow. And they swim in the ocean. They swim in the ocean. Which and then so Billy they, Ocean. So there's they go a sex scene boards. with Billy Ocean at the end. Yeah, just his mouth in the ocean. Just okay. singing the song. Kind of like uh, David Boreanaz is the son in Family Guy. That's yeah, what I'm picturing. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, sure. yes, yes, yes. All right, Brent, it's your turn to craft the plot. The f- name of your film is A Little Bit of Monica. A Little Bit of Monica. A Little Bit of Monica. So we're doing just song Not necessarily. Titles. It's just, that just, those two just a came A Little up. Bit of Monica is a uh, movie about Monica, the character Monica from Friends. Oh, Okay. Courtney Cox, Arquette. Yeah. No, she, I think she's just Courtney Cox now, right? But it's kind of a, uh, it's like a, uh, um, oh shit, what's the term? Where sequel. They take, no, sequel. it's not a sequel. It's where they take a character, a spinoff. Okay. So it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a Monica it's a, movie spinoff. It's a theatrical Monica spinoff. But we French, really okay. delve into like all the very uh, psychotic uh, things that she would do on Friends, like making sure the couch was in the right spot and oh, shit so like that. Like, it's like an OCD so movie, thriller. Yeah, there, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're a, okay, you're, who, you're, who else is in it? Does anybody else from the Friends up, cast? You're picking up what I'm putting down. <laughs> does anybody else from the Friends cast join in? Well, does anybody else show up? I don't even think Courtney Cox does. Oh, so she's replaced. Yeah. Who plays, who plays Monica then? Oh, man. I'm drawing a blank on this one. You're the one that chose to not have Courtney Cox in it, so I, I assume let's you have do. The uh, let's do uh, Demi Moore. Demi Moore plays oh, Monica. Like okay, but she right. she was in she was in Friends, wasn't she? Yeah, was she? I don't know. Uh, so, I is know there any like? Um, was. Is there any sort of like inside joke when like we first see Monica? Like some joke, you know how like when they replace Rhodey in M- in the MCU, they make right. that joke about I'm here, it's me, get over it, whatever. Is there a joke like that in this movie when we find uh, out that Courtney Cox isn't in it? No, we just bring in a guy who's supposed to be Joey, but it's not really uh, LeBlanc. He just got that turkey on his head. Yeah, so I feel like you're pitching like a a, a, a cheap foreign remake of Friends. <laughs> I mean, I don't a, hate. I don't hate that. Okay, so your pitch is. So that, that, but, but we're gonna go Bollywood then, if we're gonna do that. Okay, Bollywood, yeah. and uh, it's. <laughs> Why is Monica's story so important over the other friends then? Because the title of the movie I was given is a little bit of Monica <laughs> and not not a little bit of Chandler. <laughs> a little bit of Chandler. All right. A little bit of Monica is a Bollywood remake of Friends, but it's kind of focused on Monica Demi Moore. Demi Moore. Yes, Monica. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kyle, are you ready for your the name of your film? Yes. Okay, the name of your pitch is A Monster's Lament. Okay, so this is a sequel to Frankenstein. Uh, this is Frankenstein 2. Dr. Frankenstein has 
failed at his first attempt because it went horribly wrong. Right, of course. So Dr. Frankenstein makes a new person, but this time he makes a really annoying person on accident. He went to the graveyard, and because he was in a hurry, he had to get the first brain he could find, and it just so happened to be the brain of the most annoying man in town who insisted on getting the most premier front grave in the whole cemetery. So Dr. Frankenstein did not know that. He thought all brains were kind of random. Right. He, he, didn't, happened to he, get didn't, he didn't go too far into the graveyard. He just he found the first fucking grave and he just dug that. Yeah, the police were coming. They said they, they were going to catch him for stealing brains. And so he had to catch the first brain in the graveyard. And he ran back all the way home and he just had to shove it in the robot because it was running out of battery at the time. And so just the timing of it made this, this really annoying creature. And the whole film is about the different types of things the creature does that are just very annoying. So, okay. Uh, who plays Dr. Frankenstein? Uh, Paul Giamatti. Paul Giamatti. Okay. And who plays the annoying Frankenstein or the monster? Um, a, a posthumous uh, Louis Anderson. All right. May the he rest in peace. I'm sold. I'm yeah, sold. So all CG. No, no. Louis Anderson is just a voice actor here to get the maximum uh, talent out of him. Uh, there will be a uh, person in a green screen suit with sensors uh, that make him a CGI uh, scary, scary monster. OK. And does uh, Dr. Frankenstein have like an Igor in this one? Does he have a little helper assistant? Yes, of course he has an Igor. It's played by uh, Rachel Dretch. Yes. From Saturday Night Live. Good. Perfect. Good choice. All right. I'm sold. Take my money, as I say. Take my money. Scott wants to give the point to Kyle. I'm going to give Scott and Brent one point each. I'm going to give Kyle oh, two sh- points. Yeah, I, I mean, God, take my money on that Hooray. one, Kyle. Coming out of that game, Scott has 13 points. Kyle has eight. Brent has six. Oh, going into God. one of our last games, so end is coming up fast. That's where I fumble here, so... This game is called Dreamcast. This is Dreamcast. I'm going to name a film and five roles from that film, and our contestants will each cast the five roles listed with any actor, living or dead. Each role where I choose your actor over the others will get you one point. The first film we'll be casting is a Beatles biopic. So, Scott, who would you cast as John Lennon? Any actor, living or dead. John Lennon. You're casting John Lennon himself as John Lennon? I know we can't do that. You said alive. You said alive or dead. It's got to be somebody. Okay, fine. John Lennon, but no one else can choose John Lennon now. Oh no. Well, I can choose. I can choose John Lennon for a different role, though. Correct, Kyle. Who do you? Who are you casting as John Lennon in the, your Beatles movie? For some reason, John Oliver comes to mind. Maybe John, because they have the same first name, but John Oliver. Right. I Good think he would kind of fit the vibe of John Lennon. I like and, Dano. Paul Dano? Yeah, Paul Dano. Oh, God. That's a good choice. Good one. See, yeah, Scott, you should have been thinking. All right, no. number two, Paul McCartney. Brent, who are you, who are you casting as Paul? Prostate issues. Well, Paul with prostate see, issues. John Lennon could probably do that. But I like, hmm, Ricky Gervais. Ricky Gervais. All right, Kyle, what do you think? Paul McCartney, who do you cast? 
Uh, who who's that one guy? Uh, Jeremy Irons. Jeremy Irons. That's the old Paul McCartney. And Scott Paul McCartney. Who are you casting? Paul Dano. <laughs> <laughs> He kind of looks like him. He looks like all of them. All right. Yeah, <laughs> just all, all Paul Danos. The third the third role is George Harrison. Kyle, who are you casting as George Harrison? Um, who's the guy from The Pianist? Uh, Paul Dano. No. Um, pianist, pianist, what's his name? Starts with a name. Adrian maybe. Brody. Yeah, thank you. That's who you're casting? Yeah. George Harrison. That's a good one. Brent George Harrison, uh, Burt Reynolds, Burt Reynolds. I was uh, going to say that you're talking about. <laughs> you got me on that, Brent. <laughs> are you saying like uh, is this like seventies Burt Reynolds? Well, you yet? didn't. Def- you you did not define. Uh, you can say yeah. A- you can you can choose. I, I don't care. Okay, so Scott, no, who are you casting as George Harrison? Tom Selleck. Tom Selleck. All right, and the fourth Ringo Starr, Scott. Who are you casting as Ringo? Timothy Clement. Timothy Clement. Who is Sha- Timothy Chalamet? Who's the guy? Who's the kid? Who's the kid in Dune? The guy in yeah. Dune, that guy. Yeah, yeah, he makes yeah. these movies. There. He's an industry plant. Timothy kid. Chalamet, the yeah. name I've said several yeah. times. Everybody's like, they're, they're like, we're going to make this guy something somehow. That right. guy. Kyle, uh, Ringo Starr. Who are you casting? Bill Burr, because Bill Burr is a drummer, and it's true. I could just see him like drumming, just being like everyone would be like, "You're the worst Beatles." He's like, "I'm in the Beatles." Yeah. So what? Yeah. Still, what, am I, what am I gonna do? Quit the Beatles? Yeah. Worst Beatles is still a good Beatle. Uh, Brett, top of the world. Star. Uh, Anthony Mack. Anthony Mack. Who's he? Who is that? What's, what's he do? Is that Who's not he? his name? Are you talking Anthony Mackie? Yeah. Talking about Kevin Hart? <laughs> Anthony Mackie, Falcon himself. Yeah. Okay. Not Kevin Hart. Not Kevin Hart. No. Okay. And our fifth role. Also between him or Jack Black. Well. Our fifth it, role yeah. is a cameo. Brent, who's going to cameo in a Beatles movie? <clears throat> like the character or who's going to. You can, any cameo. It can be anybody. Or you, I need to know who they are and what they're going to do. Oh. We'll have Quincy Jones playing Quincy Jones. Quincy Jones playing Quincy Jones. And what's he doing like in that. the film? Uh, making the Beatles a lot more popular than they probably should have been. Ooh. Mm. Tough. Hot take. Blasphemy. Blasphemy. Scott, who's cameoing in your Beatles movie? Um, I'll go with uh, Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell. What's he doing? Yoko Ono. Yoko Ono. <laughs> he plays Yoko Ono. Yeah. Okay. Uh, is it wrong that I could see that? Yeah, it's actually. <laughs> yeah. It probably happened. Yeah, Kyle, who's your cameo for your Beatles movie? Um, it's Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks, what's oh. he doing? Well, he discovered this hot band, and so he's like, "I got to take you guys to the next level," and he signs them to Playtone Records. They play for his label, and they get. Yep. It's huge, and he history. sells them to Apple Records. Or you mean that thing they do? Yeah, that yeah, thing that they do. The thing that they do. Yeah. 
All right. Ah, these are so, all good. these are all good. So Scott, I your mean, Beatles movie good. is John Lennon is John Lennon. Paul Dano is Paul McCartney. Tom Selleck is George Harrison. Timothy Chalamet is Ringo Starr, and Will Ferrell playing Yoko Ono. Yep. Kyle, your cast is John Oliver as John Lennon. Mm. Jeremy Good Irons one. is Paul McCartney. Adrian Brody is George Harrison. And Bill Burr is Ringo Starr. And your cameo was Tom Hanks as the manager that eventually sells them to Apple Records. Brent, your cast yeah. is Paul Dano as John Lennon. Ricky Gervais as Paul McCartney. Mm. Burt Reynolds as George Harrison. Anthony Mackie as Ringo Starr, and Quincy Jones as Quincy Jones as the cameo. This is a toss-up. Okay, here's the cast we're going to go with. For John Lennon, we're going with Kyle's John Oliver. Kyle gets a point. Hooray. For Paul McCartney, we're going with Scott's Paul Dano. Yes. Scott gets a point. Thank you. For George Harrison, we're going with Brent Burt Reynolds. He gets a point. Mm. For Ringo Starr, we're going with Kyle's Bill Burr, so he gets another point. For a cameo, we're going with Will Ferrell's Yoko Ono. Scott gets another point. Thank you. The next film we'll be casting is Speed. We'll be casting for Jack Traven, played by Keanu Reeves, Annie, played by Sandra Bullock, Harry, played by Jeff Daniels, Howard, played by Dennis Hopper, and a bus passenger will count as a cameo. Scott, who are you casting as Keanu Reeves' original role in Speed? Who is Jack Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson. Kyle, who are you casting as Jack in the Speed remake? Tim Robbins. Tim mm. Robbins and Brent. Uh, David Harbour. David oh, Harbour. Good one. Stranger Things. Very popular right now. Okay, Brent, who are you casting as Sandra Bullock's role? Annie. As Annie. You know, I could see Tina Fey doing that. Tina Fey. Okay, Kyle, who are you casting as Sandra Bullock's role in Speed? Uh, I'd have to go with Alicia Silverstone, of course. Alicia Silverstone. She's hot. And Scott. Oh, Tina Turner. Come on. Tina Turner. Jack Nicholson and Tina Turner in Speed. I like where you're going, Scott. (laughs) Kyle, who will you cast as Jeff Daniels' original role, Carrie, in your remake? Uh, Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey. Dumb Dumb 3. Brent, who are you casting as Jeff Daniels' role? I'll put Jack Black here. Jack Black. As David Harbour's badass partner. Mm-hmm. And Scott, who are you going to cast? Dom DeLuise. Dom DeLuise. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good one. <laughs> All right, Scott. Uh, you've never seen Speed. You know, do you guys do you guys know who Dom Delaware is? I know who Dom Delaware yeah. is. Yes, correct. All right. All right, Scott. You've never seen Speed, but Dennis Hopper plays the villain. He's a mad. I know. Bomber. I've seen. He was. Yeah. Was, yeah. I've okay. seen. I knew that. Who are you casting in his role for your remake? Wait, I thought I just did that. With, I thought who was Harry? Harry was Jeff Daniels' role. Oh, he's, uh, God. Yeah, I, he's like he's like Keanu's partner. Oh, well, I mean, I wanted Dom DeLuise to be the. Okay, we'll put Dom DeLuise here for Dennis Hopper's role. Who do you want for? That's what I wanted. So uh, the other guy, Harry's like Jack Nicholson's like sidekick. Yeah, his partner. Yeah. That guy from uh, Third Rock in the Sun that always had his eyes closed. Piers. French French Stewart. Okay. French Stewart. 
All right, Kyle, back to Dennis Hopper's role. Who are you casting in your remake? It's the villain. Um, I'd have to go with, uh, well, who I'd have to go with would be, let me tell you exactly who that would be right now. Uh, Barry White. Mm. Barry White. God, that's good, actually. Man. <laughs> All right, Brent's, Brent, who's your villain? Tim Allen. Tim oh. Allen. <clears throat> Another good one. <laughs> okay, and now we're going to cast a, a random bus passenger. Who's on the bus with him? It could be anybody. Brent, you go first. Oh, uh, who's the... What you talking about, Willis? Gary Coleman. Gary, Gary Coleman. Gary Coleman. All right, Scott, who's who's a passenger? Oh, God. I mean, it's obvious. Stone Cold God? Steve Austin. You're saying God? <laughs> Stone Cold Steve Austin. Steve Austin. Okay. And how does he like being on this bus? He's, he's, trying he's pissed to get about off it, it, right? Yeah, he's trying to get off that he's bus. Tr- he's trying to get off that bus. All right, and Kyle, who is your bus passenger? Tracy Ullman. Tracy Ullman. Oh, Ooh, hot. Lover. That's a good choice. All right. Here is our cast for Speed. Scott, you have Jack Nicholson in Keanu Reeves' role, uh, Tina Turner in Sandra Bullock's role, French Stewart in Jeff Daniels' role, Dom DeLuise in Dennis Hopper's role, and your bus passenger is Stone Cold Steve Austin. Kyle, your Keanu Reeves' role was Tim Robbins, your Sandra Bullock was Alicia Silverstone, your Jeff Daniels was Jim Carrey, and your Dennis Hopper is Barry White, and your bus passenger was Tracy Ullman. Brent... David Harbour is your Keanu Reeves character. Tina Fey is your Sandra Bullock character. Jack Black is your Jeff Daniels character. And Tim Allen is your Dennis Hopkins character. And then for your bus passenger, you had Gary Coleman. The winning cast is Jack Nicholson as Jack Traven. Scott gets a point. Good job, Scott. Thank you. Tina Fey is Sandra Bullock's character. Brent gets a point. Jack Black as the Jeff Daniels character. Brent gets another point. Tim Allen as the Howard character. Brent gets another point. And Stone Cold Steve Austin as the bus passenger. Scott gets another Knew point. It. Thank you. It's a bottom line, I guess. Yep. That's the bottom line because I want to get off this bus. That would be a good reason to, <laughs> to, to uh, you know, inspire a sense of urgency on the bus. We have a winner. All hail Scott. His first win. Wow. How do you feel, Scott? I, mean, our, I love it. I mean, our first remote great. show, Scott takes it home. Thank you very much for the opportunity. And uh, I will uh, watch this videotape vicariously. Well, I've just been sitting day. there watching Modern Family this whole time. So. <laughs> Look at that cat behind you. I love it. That's like a Persian cat. Wow. She's like, time to go to bed. That's all for yeah. Fillmore. We have a new champion. All hail Scott. They are taking home a VHS copy of When Harry Met Sally. Follow us on Twitter and Snapchat at the Fillmore on Instagram at the Fillmore Pod and on our subreddit at slash Fillmore. If you have a new game idea, we'd love to hear. It. Send it our way. Our episodes are also available on YouTube. We'll see you next week. Until then, any last words? Was a Nap high football rules. It was a blessing. Godspeed. Complete everybody. complete blessing. Now what I do? Clock counter. Thousand Yard Stair Production.